People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. gentlemen welcome to another edition of the 20 by 20 ring crew i'm your co-host joe i am here with matt as always what's going on Matt? hey what's going on we are currently watching monday night raw from august 19th it is like the 27th season i believe something like something that, like yeah. that yeah episode 1000 some shit <laughs> Uh, we're currently watching The Revival coming to the ring to take on The New Day in the form of Big E and Xavier Woods. What uh, does FTR stand for? Does it stand for Fuck the Revival? You know what? At this point, <laughs> I seriously, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, they're as far as I know, they're still leaving. I don't think they've gotten re-signed or they've or they've accepted any any money. Sure. So uh yeah. Fuck the revival. Fuck the revival. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is their way of uh, getting in good graces with uh, AEW. Yeah, it could be. AEW. Oh, um, man. man. This is a... <laughs> I can never get over Xavier Woods' fucking shoes. He's got, like, the Iron Sheik shoes oh, on. Oh, yeah. Fucking ridiculous. How long has the new bit they've been together now? Has it been like what five, six years? Too long. Too long. Yeah. Too long. That's the best answer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Every time it looks like the writing's on the wall, they're going to split them up. They just they just can't pull that trigger. And you know it's which is surprising because I mean let's face it in in this day and age, you don't hear of teams. Yeah. Or or you know threesomes or whatever. Stay together for yeah this long this long yeah. you know it's, this is uh, they're like the anomaly. It's ridiculous. I mean, they, obviously they work good together, you know, for for the most part, it's, it's, especially for WWE standards. But uh, yeah, I just there's a lot of wasted potential there. I mean, and I know you know this might break some Xavier Woods fans' heart, but like he's kind of holding them back. You know, <laughs> like he's he's definitely the worst of the three. Big E's, he's got all the potential in the world. I I, I mean I love Big E back when nobody was watching NXT. You know, I mean I was like this guy's got something here, and just they had nothing for him. And I thought New Day was originally a good idea for him because it was a way to kind of uh, give him a spotlight to showcase his talent. But like, all right, like. Now what? Now where now where do you go with them? It's good to see Kofi Kingston as champion, but you know that also took you know who knows how fucking long, well over a decade for Way for him. Too long. You know, so I don't know. It's 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 cool. I mean, they sell a lot of merchandise, but I, that's that's the answer you get with a lot of WWE stuff. Like, oh, they sell merchandise, sell a lot of T-shirts. But if you're as creative as you like to claim you are, you can find a way to sell merchandise anyway. True. You know, absolutely true. If you you can push anything to get it over enough, I mean, shit. If you can get a half-ass schmuck like John Cena over, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, what can't you do? So, but yeah, I I'm kind of all new date out. You and Edmund. I, you and I both. <laughs> you and I both. 
It doesn't even annoy me anymore. I used to like them, and then they used to annoy me, and now it's just like, what else? What else are you doing? What else is going on? So, but um, this is the first night of the King of the Ring tournament. Yeah. Wait, did you say King of the Ring? Yeah. Holy shit! I I, I have never we never talked about that. On this oh podcast. no, not at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah no. <laughs> Uh, thank you for everybody. Our our fantasy tournament has been pretty well received by the listeners. Thank you again. Um, thank you so much for that, everybody. You guys on Podcoin are loving the shit out of that tournament. Uh, I I hope you enjoy whatever else we decide to come up with in, in the near future. But uh, yeah, it's it's it was it was fun to do something that we've been wanting to do for quite some time. Yeah. Um, it just kind of worked out. Yeah, um, I don't know how I don't know how uh, the WWE decided. Uh, like right after we were done with ours, they're gonna start theirs. That's that was just. I'm gonna say it's serendipitous at this point. I'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. I, I don't want to say anything else, but but yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, just real quick here, let's break down this this, this bracket. What they got? They got Cesaro versus Mojo, which was on the. The episode that we're watching, the August nineteenth episode of Raw, Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre, Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn, The Miz versus Baron Corbin, uh, Kevin Owens versus Elias, Ali versus Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable versus, versus Sheldon Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah, hell yeah! And uh, Apollo—they're calling him Apollo Cruz again. Yep. Oh, see, they gave him his last name back. Yeah. Apollo Cruz versus Andrade, who doesn't have his last name anymore. That's how it works. <laughs> but uh, that's your first round. Um, the the match that most people won't talk about is is the one that I think you know it's pretty clear you and I are definitely interested in the Jack Gable versus Shelton Benjamin match. Yeah. Uh, people don't if WWE fans don't give a shit about stuff like that. They're probably more interested in Miz versus Baron Corbin, uh, who. Baron Corbin is projected to actually win this tournament. So far, that's the that's the early report coming out of a variety of different places that this is all to get Baron Corbin over. My question to you is how 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 do you think they're going to get him over? Because let's face it, they won't. I mean, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is like he's supposed to be a heel right now. Yeah, I think he does a decent job at being a heel. Sure. I don't. I don't think he's. Uh, Super talented at it, but I hate seeing him on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Bar- yeah, Baron Corbin. The here's the thing. I I just don't get him. I don't I don't get what the fuck they're doing with him. The guy still wears slacks to the ring. I, I which doesn't make any sense to me. No. Uh, he's you know he used to be the general manager of Raw like a year ago. And he's still wearing a fucking button-up shirt and, and vest and slacks. As I like, give the man some wrestling gear for one. Like, Baron Corbin's got the size to where he could be that, almost that Drew McIntyre-style heel. Now, I'm not saying you have another Drew McIntyre because you want originality, of course. But that type of heel where he could just mow through people. He's a big dude. And it's believable that he could just destroy guys. I mean, if you're going to get him over, have him, and this is, I'm going to get gratification out of this because I hate The Miz, but have him <laughs> absolutely destroy The Miz. 
like absolutely just beat him within an inch of his inch of his life, and as far as wrestling terms are concerned, and like just make that statement, make that statement that uh, that you know he's he's here, and then you know you as much as I hate this, his next matchup would be Alexander or Zayn. Two smaller guys, more than likely Alexander, because Alexander's the babyface. Sure. Um, and then the same thing. I, as much as I hate that, Alexander does the job and gets Baron Corbin over. And then you have four legit players here in Cesaro, Smojo, Ricochet, and Drew McIntyre. Um, you don't put them in the ring with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre gets knocked. I would say gets knocked out in the fr- if if not the first round, the second round. Okay, but again, this is WWE we're talking about, and and heel versus babyface. Even though many years ago Vince McMahon said that that's not what we're about, uh, this is very much a heel versus babyface kind of company. Still, uh, spoiler alert here: this is the only spoiler that I have for you, and it's only I'm going to do. Samoa Joe beats Cesaro in the first round. Samoa Joe is a heel. Uh, Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. More than likely, they're not going to put Samoa Joe in there with Drew McIntyre, though they should. They should. But they probably won't. And I could be wrong about that, but they probably won't. It's probably going to be Ricochet, and therefore you have Samoa Joe versus Ricochet, and Ricochet is going to pick up that win against Samoa Joe, more than likely, if if Baron Corbin is the guy. And again, have him mow through guys. I mean, if you want to get him a, as a legit player over, you want him to essentially do what... Again, I use Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre route where... Yeah, he doesn't play by the rules always, but it's it's mainly the 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 idea that he's a guy that can destroy your talent. You know, you already hate him. Mm-hmm. You already despise the guy. Now he's beating up top top baby faces in the company and you know, and then wins the tournament and then now he's on your screen wearing a fucking crown and have holding a scepter or something. Yeah. You know, like that's that's the way to kind of get the fucking guy over, in, in my opinion. That's the only way you can get him over. That being said, the problem with Baron Corbin that I've always had is he's a guy that looks the part, but can't fucking play it for the, the to save his life. You know, he's like the the actor that played Iron Fist in in the Netflix show. <laughs> like he 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 play he looked the role in in a way, but. God, did he fucking suck? He did suck. He was horrible, and 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 a lot of that is because he just didn't fucking try for that role. Same thing with Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's a guy that just doesn't fucking try the way that he should. And this is something that has been going on since his days in NXT. He's had a bad rap since then, and and it's it's carried on. So if they want to get him over, that's that's fine. And this is the again. I'm gonna, I know I'm going to sound like a complete asshole, but this is the right audience to do it for because they'll pretty much buy anything you say. But you look at this entire list of of wrestlers here. I could name easily, you know, thirteen, fourteen guys that are more deserving than Baron Corbin. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Speaking of which. There's one thing that comes to mind with this whole tournament, and sometimes when WWE books stuff, it's like all too simple, and it's like they're not even fucking trying. And yeah. I say that 
I say that because I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. You and I have watched enough Ricochet matches in our lifetime. Absolutely. For those of you who don't know, he used to be called King Ricochet at one point. Mm-hmm. Prince Puma. What do you think the odds are that this is not for Baron Corbin, it's for Ricochet? So that they can start calling him King Ricochet again. If that were the case, how does how does the tournament how does the tournament shape up any differently? Do you keep him? Do you keep him how it is? Do you, or do you change his personality a bit? Do you have a, a now edgier? I think they just make him super babyface. Super babyface. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I I I, I like. So long as it's handled with respect to the indies, mm-hmm. I do like when sometimes when uh, they take those personas and they put them, bring them back to um, bring put them put them on their show. You know, not so much like what we just saw with you know the the OC as they're called, which is a horrible fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> um, where they're they're claiming they're the only thing that matters and that they are legit the original club, which they, of course they are not. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's when they if if it's handled with respect, that's cool with me. As far as the actual tournament, um, anytime you have a, a super baby face that goes through the ranks and and again takes on more likely super heels. Uh-huh. Again, Ricochet is fighting Drew McIntyre in, in, in the first round. Assuming he wins, he'll face Samoa Joe in the second round, two mega heels. You know, potentially Baron Corbin in the third round, another mega heel. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's overcoming the odds. That's the way to get him to next status. And if, if, if they're going, I don't know I don't know if they've announced if, if the champion gets anything or the winner gets anything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But if, 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 for, if they are looking at Ricochet as a guy that, was just your what U.S. champion lost to to AJ Styles? To AJ Styles, right? You know that was okay. That was a placeholder <clears throat> title at that point for him. Maybe this is their way of saying we you're ready for the next the next round, if you will, the next which would next be platform. What to you? Still the IC title? For me, I would say the the world championship. More likely, the if he stays on Raw, the dare I say it, the Universal Title. Okay. Which would put him in a situation versus him versus Seth Rollins, potentially. You know that's that's good booking right there too, as far as that particular match is concerned. But yeah, maybe that's that's what they're doing. I don't I don't know. I I I, I would like to say that somebody like a Ricochet is the. Uh, is a guy that the, that uh, that they're looking at, and maybe it's one of those things we'll play by ear. Maybe it's one of those things where um, they'll let the crowd decide. But I highly doubt that because it's, yeah, you know. I, I highly <laughs> doubt that. I would if I see if I was having if I had a tournament like this, first round like I don't know if I would want to pick a winner. First round, like if, if I'm booking this, you I just see I just how it goes. See how it goes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, you got to pick winners for the first round. Yeah, but you know, after that, it's just like, well, let's see, let's see where we're going here. Who's who's got the hot? Who who potentially has the hotter run, heel or babyface? You know, but 
I don't know if it's always that simple with these guys. <laughs> um, so, again, we're watching the August 19th edition of WWE's Monday Night Raw in the background. Um, <laughs> so, before we started recording, I told Matt here that they brought Jerry the King Lawler back, and he's supposed to do a King's Court segment. Yeah. They're bringing that back. And the first person he's going to do is Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be Sasha's first interview since coming back. And But you and I just witnessed that she had some sort of an interview with Michael Cole. Yeah. Um, I have no idea what's going on. That's kind of interesting. Uh, we also saw the Revival team up with um, Randy Orton to take down the New Day. And Randy Orton had every opportunity to take out Kofi Kingston, but instead, it looks like he injured Xavier Woods. They uh, He did some sort of a knee drop off the, off the ropes and made it look like he fucked up Xavier Woods' um, leg, so... I wonder. I wonder what's going to go on with that. Yeah, wouldn't it be some shit if that's the way they break up the new day? The, hey, you know we we're just talking about that. We, we were the curse of the new. This, 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 <laughs> this, this episode is going to, uh, in retrospect, will be called the the death of the new day. The death of the new day. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Uh, by the way, we were talking about we're watching again. We're watching the August 19th episode of Raw, and there was a new voice that. We couldn't figure out who it was. Yeah. I'm looking here. It's Vic Joseph. Vic so that makes sense what you said about potentially being like a protege of Michael Cole. Yeah. Because Vic Joseph, for those who don't know, he does uh, uh, NXT UK mm-hmm. as well as main events, which I don't think anybody watches. But, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> he, he, he is on there. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just remarking to Matt here. Um, just listening, especially during the King of the Ring qualifying match between Cesaro and Samoa Joe, Vic Joseph was doing like probably about sixty-five to seventy-five percent of the commentary, yeah. and Michael Cole was letting it happen, which is just pretty much unheard of, unless uh, unless you are a protege of him, and that's got to be the only reason. That's that's got to be the reason why they give him the okay. Like, hey, you need to you need to go ahead and get some exposure here. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the end of August. Yeah. Which which leads to a lot of uh, interesting events that are happening. And, and we're going to dive into those uh, next week uh, and, and, and hype you up on, on really what's going to be a pretty epic day of wrestling. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, we do know for sure that on October 2nd, AEW is launching their... Wednesday night TV show that's going to be airing on TNT. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, do they have a name for it yet officially? Or? It might be Wednesday Night War. Wednesday Night War? Or Wednesday Night Dynamite, okay. one of the two. Um, so there you have it. Like, they, they have officially, they, you know, they've now have up through October announced as far as their shows. I think three of them are sold out now. Yeah, Philly... Boston, Boston and then DC, the and first DC, one. Yeah. So they just announced 
Yeah, as of this recording, all three that they have announced have all sold out. Well, there's two more they announced today. Okay, so yeah. One one in West Virginia, and I think one in Pittsburgh. Oh, that's right, Pittsburgh. So, okay, so yeah. But those were announced on on, on August uh, 19th. I can't get my dates right today. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were announced on August 19th, so they still have... I don't even know if the tickets went on sale yet for those, actually. I think they were just announced. Right. Um, but uh, that's happening. It's happening Wednesday night. Uh, it's going to be... Seven to nine Central Time, so eight ten Eastern. Uh, again on TNT, and there's a lot to talk about with that. But the first thing I want to talk about is something that uh, I had brought up to your attention, and you had actually already heard about it, actually. Um, but we didn't get to talk about it on air. It was it was via text only at this at this point. But WWE. Are, are definitely staking their claim into this war now between themselves and AEW. It's funny, isn't it? It's funny, you know. You've got AEW like, oh, you know, we're not, we're not trying to compete. We want to offer an alternative. Then you've got the WWE like, well, you know, they're they're too puny of a of an organization for us to even really pay attention. Hundred million dollar startup company, too puny. Okay, but it seems like every month. Almost every week, especially now that we're getting closer to the debut of the show of yeah. their weekly television show, you've got both of them mm-hmm. playing into this. Oh yeah. And from a business standpoint, you know, I think Eric Bischoff said it best. Controversy creates cash. Absolutely. So um, you know, what better way to do it? But at the same time, um, both companies at this point have become somewhat the hypocrite. Of the situation, (laughs) whether we like it or not. Sure, sure, sure. And uh, it's just, it's interesting. It's just interesting to see just uh, exactly how they're playing this, uh, what moves they're making, and uh, all the little tit for tats in Mm -hmm. between. So, Matt and I were, were, were talking, of course, about the announcement of NXT. Moving from the WWE Network exclusively, and it's going to be on the USA Network. Guess yeah. when? Wednesday nights, eight to ten Eastern, same exact time yeah. as AEW's Wednesday night show. They will be going head to head starting September 18th. Now, well, they'll be launching their show, launching the two-hour show, starting September 18th. Uh, that it was officially announced on August 19th. So August 19th is a pretty busy day, apparently. Um, <laughs> they, to be fair, NXT was already on Wednesday nights uh, via the WWE Network. They were one hour from 7 to 8 or 8 to 9 Eastern Time. But, uh, but again, now they're on TV. Now they're on national TV, USA Network again. Initial reaction. I, I'll give you mine first. Please. Uh, I get it. I, I, I get it. You know, it's... Um, you can say that they're not competition I want. You can say that you're not worried about all you want. Uh, that's that's fine. Nobody was buying that, for one. But even if... Even if you weren't worried about it, this is still a way for the bigger company to... Say, you want to make some noise? Well, you know what... We're gonna we're gonna be on that day too now. 
and we're going to put a, you know, we're definitely going to be causing you some problems because, you know, you can't just have this day with uncontested. Yeah. You know, and it's their right to do that. And I, I get that. Again, I, I get the business sense of that. Um, it doesn't necessarily look... I wouldn't say distasteful. I wouldn't say it would. It's a little petty, but I wouldn't say you know <laughs> it's too petty. You know, it, it is a business decision. But what I will say, and a lot of people won't won't agree with this, but for WWE, this is risky because you have to ask yourself: Is NXT at this point where NXT is at right now? It's a good product, great product. Absolutely. But is it better than AEW? And going into the competition starting September 18th, or we'll call it October 2nd when it officially goes you know, head-to-head. Sure. Hell no. Hell no that they have. They don't, they, don't, they don't have the momentum, for one. That's the first key. AEW has all the momentum in the world. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you that even Vince McMahon can't be stupid enough to think that they're going to win October 2nd. Like, hands down, you are going to get slaughtered October 2nd as far as the head-to-head viewership. Sure. It's it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's just not. It's not going to happen. But you right now, you have to now wonder, you know, how quickly you're going to build up that talent. You have to... You have to look at so many of the guys, so many of the top guys that were in NXT, get men and women, and how quickly they moved up to the higher shows, Raw and SmackDown, to do absolutely nothing. And you depleted that NXT roster, you know, potentially depleting it even more if Johnny Gargano does officially leave, which at this point, I don't know if he will. It's like, how, how do you expect to compete with the likes of a company that is the most talked wrestling company currently today. And they're they set to launch their show for the first time. Highly anticipated show for the first time. And you, as far as WWE is concerned, you, you've taken this NXT brand and you've done nothing but label it a developmental brand. So you have, for lack of better terms, an elite brand... Versus a developmental brand. Well, which one do you think I'm going to fucking watch? <laughs> you know, if if, if 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 I if if I am the the average fan, and I, and I'm not to my own horn, but I, I'm not. But if I if I was the average fan, what's going to sound more appealing to me? I get NXT has a WWE moniker to it. I get that, but you're you're asking me to watch a developmental program compared to AEW. Not enough for those that. That, that might look at me and, and be like, well, there's a great talent on there. I get that. I get that they have Adam Cole. They have Matt Riddle. They have Keith Lee. They have, you know, uh, Swerve. I'm, I'm always forgetting his name. I don't even know what his fucking name is now. Right. But they have tons of great talent. You know, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, all those guys. But uh, AEW's got Chris Jericho. They got Kenny Omega. They got the Young Bucks. They got the Lucha Brothers. They got the hottest names in professional wrestling internationally today, all under one roof. And 
NXT has only done so much to you know plug those guys. It's not enough. I agree with you. It's not enough. Uh, there, <laughs> if there's one thing, if there's one thing that is uh, that I can say about this as my initial reaction, it's that there's too much that can go wrong for the WWE by doing this. Yeah, there's they they have too much to lose. Your product, I, I'm speaking of the NXT here. Your product is. I'm not saying it lacks momentum. It just doesn't have the same kind of momentum that AEW has right now. Right. And whatever momentum NXT has at the moment, it they have done they have done it by themselves. They have manufactured it by themselves without the help of I'd say like 99% without the help of a Raw or a SmackDown brand. And that's the way it should stay. Mm-hmm. But now you you're first of all you're adding another hour of programming to your show. Right. The logical thing to do, which is probably not going to happen, is that you take whatever talent you got on your NXT roster and you you push them those two hours. But now because we know how things can go with this company. Matt makes a good point. When and where does Vince McMahon step in and pretty much tell Triple H, hey, this is not your child anymore, Mm -hmm. this is our child, and this is what we need to do to to beat AEW. Right. And then he introduces people from the Raw and or SmackDown brands onto the the NXT show. And then what? It, It just becomes more of the same. Right. That's the that's what NXT has going for them. That momentum is theirs. They're they're the individual brand out of all three of these brands. They, there's there's no there's very little intermingling with the other brands. Right. And it should stay that way. But um, unfortunately, I am of the opinion that sooner or later they're not going to see the results that they want. And then they're going to do that. They're going to introduce Raw and or SmackDown people on the regular to that brand and, and thinking that they're helping it and they're not. And that'll be their downfall. And uh, I, I, hate to, I hate to say that. I really do because I want both shows to succeed. But I just know. I, I know in my heart of hearts, I've seen it time and time again. Uh, everybody who pays attention has seen it time and time again. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind, too, there's a whole nother layer to this onion because WWE is a publicly traded company with a board of directors. That board of directors has already told Vince McMahon, like, look, we want all your top people on both brands, Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. When... When does it become an issue to those board of directors to where they're like, hey, you guys aren't getting the, the Wednesday night ratings that we think you need to be getting. Guess what? You need to have a Roman Reigns on NXT. Right. You need to have AJ Styles or whomever on NXT. And then what? Mm-hmm. You know, that's my point. And, it's, and the thing is, too, is that you you, you have two 
totally different business mindsets. Again, I'm trying. I'm, I'm piggybacking on what Joe said. Where NXT is 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 different, they focus on wrestling. Yeah, and that's why that, that's why the takeover events are so good. Yeah, because oh, it's yeah. it's focused on wrestling. It's not. It, is it character driven to an extent? Yes, it is. You know, it's it's pro wrestling. That's kind of, you know, it's a give and take situation there. But it's it's a lot to do more with with the actual in ring ability of the roster, where around SmackDown is a lot of gimmicks. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of shenanigans, and. That's what that fan base that watches Raw and SmackDown. That's what they 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 fucking love that shit. They eat that shit up. Yeah. You 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 notice if you if you if you like, like Joe and myself and you interact with a lot of WWE fans, you notice they don't even like NXT because it's boring. Yeah. You know, it's just all they are is wrestling matches. But it's a fucking wrestling it's, show. It's a wrestling show. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, they they don't like that because it's it's too much. It's too much wrestling, if, which if there's a fucking thing, um, <laughs> where AEW they focus on the W. It's wrestling. They are a wrestling company, and uh, when you when you're on the WWE network, I'm a, you know it, it, it's very much you know it has been proven that it's you know it's okay to have something different. Okay, you want wrestling, you want to do wrestling show on your on on your company and excuse me on your streaming service that people are paying to subscribe to fine you can have that but the moment you go on usa network and you have to pay for that fucking slot it's things are different now absolutely things are different that's that's the point that i'm 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 assuming my my partner's trying to make here yeah um and that's that's a dangerous platform to go off of now because now they potentially have to now change what NXT was all about to begin with. Not the developmental part, because fuck that, because there's there's way too much talent on NXT that, you know, that great talent to call it developmental. They, most of the talent on there will run circles around their fucking main roster anyways. <laughs> with the exception of those they got called up from NXT. Right. You know? But, uh, you know, a guy like Ro- Roman Reigns can't fucking lace up, the, you know, the fucking Adam Cole's boots. <laughs> or you know, it's like, but but he's over, you know. Not only that, but he still has the sympathy card. I'm I'm sorry to sound cold and callous, but that's what it is. No, he's a survivor, so we can't. We gotta love this guy. Fine, that's fucking fine. But it it's it doesn't help the wrestling product. And if you're gonna go head to head with a wrestling company, at some point you have to be better than them. Yeah. Not not just <laughs> not just be like, hey, here's Roman Reigns. He's gonna be there, okay, I don't care because, you know, I have Kenny Omega fighting Adam Page or something like that. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. I'm going to be entertained with that. Yeah. So, you're going to keep, maybe you're going to get more WWE marks to watch NXT, but it's going to be really hard to grab that AEW fan base and pull them to watch the NXT product instead because of the momentum, which is right now... The, you know, the first and foremost thing right now. They're not going to have the super hot momentum forever. I, I know that. That's, you know, things come in waves. Sure. But so long as they, you know, continue to have a steady good product, they're going to have a steady good audience. And there's not going to be a reason to turn the channel. Yeah. So, I, 
I'm worried. I'm worried about the NXT brand. It's it's a, it's a different beast, and and I don't think I don't think the WWE management understands that. I don't. I really don't. I th- I think they're going to. I think they're going into it like, hey, this is this is WCW all over again, and you know that we have the same fans. Yeah. That's not always <laughs> the case. Yeah. And you know. That's going to be the problem for them. How do you win those fans who... How do you win the people who are attending these events? I'll, I'll say that much. Right. How do you win win their favor? If they're not interested in what you have to offer already, how are you going to offer them more of the same and win win their, their fandom? Mm-hmm. You know, win their viewership? You don't. You don't. Not completely. And then what? You know what happens then, Do, and, and at what cost? Yeah, I mean, because let's face it, if if any if anyone has anything to lose out of all this, it's the NXT. Right. The, they're the collateral damage in this. Exactly. You know, it, it's and, a shame. and you know, and real quick here, I, I'm gonna make a quick point here. Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn on paper. Is that is that a match you want to see? On paper, yeah, it sounds great. This was like three fucking minutes. Yeah, it was three minutes, three minute match. You get that, and then they 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 give them fucking three minutes. King of the Ring tournament too, by the way. Oh yeah, that's a great way to uh, showcase King of the Ring is give them a three minute fucking match. Anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, this is this is the type of mentality that thinks that, they, they, that it's it's enough to just slap your name on something. That's the whole point of the revolution, ladies and gentlemen, is that you have to change, you have to evolve. You have to become better. That's the concept. That very core concept is what created all elite wrestling. I, I mean, it's it's not just... They didn't just be like, hey, we want to be our own bosses. It was wrestling needed to change. Not just with WWE, but with just wrestling as a whole. It needed to change. And that's what they fucking did. Um, and that's what they're doing here. You're certainly not going to see a match like that go three fucking minutes. That's bullshit. That'll be interesting to see once uh, AEW's weekly television show happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what 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 they can actually pull off on a network station. Right? Uh, are we going to get to see like Iron Man matches? Right. You know, are we going to get to see sixty minute time limits, things like that? I mean, obviously, right off the bat. There's more of a possibility for it to happen there than it is with the WWE, at least on Raw and SmackDown. But on average, on average, what do you what do you think matches are amount you know amount of matches a night would be four to five? You think is that is that reasonable or is how that many two? hours are, are a, is AEW doing? Two hours. Two hours. Yeah, that's reasonable. Four to five. Yeah, four yeah. to five. And you could still give somebody ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. Easily, yeah, you know, and still build characters, and obviously, you know, you time management. You know, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how who who's gonna be running running the show there, who's gonna be running Gorilla or whatever the fuck it's called. They're calling it, but um, that's that's you know that the I guess to finish up the the NXT talk here, like this is. The other point I was gonna make is that the damage that maybe that may be caused by them going head to head on USA Network, and if it doesn't work, can they gain that reputation back? 
because you get your asses handed to you by AEW and like, okay, we're going to go just back to the WWE Network. Maybe even change the day that it's on. Maybe they go on Tuesday nights now or or, or Thursday nights because, again, SmackDown is getting moved, by the way. Uh, no longer going to be on Tuesday nights this coming fall. But, uh, do, you know, can you gain that credibility back? Are the TakeOver events going to be as credible because you just got your ass handed to you by a real wrestling company? <laughs> and and NXT was the real wrestling brand for WWE. Can you, can you gain that back? You know, does this hurt the international affairs of NXT Japan, NXT Mexico? You know, it's like, hey, like... That NXT brand doesn't necessarily mean as much now, so you have to be careful before you start throwing your, your slapping your name on everything because it doesn't matter who you are if you're not going to put in the fucking work. Then slapping your name on, on a fucking piece of paper and saying hey it's WWE people are going to watch isn't enough. And in pro wrestling we're seeing that time and time again that is not enough. And Cody said it perfectly. Uh, at the at the end of the fight for the Fallen show is that you cannot counter program what AEW is doing and maybe he meant that as like forever but as of right now I'm referring to you can't it's just it's really fucking hard to do that that momentum that fan base is just I mean they they are they're just coming in hordes yeah. and 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 it, it really it's up until until w, until AEW says so. That that stops, you know, and so they they fuck it up and they get, they become you know, they start putting out bad products or this or that. Not saying that they will, but you know, it's really theirs to lose. And if if you know if they, you know if they if they continue to to continue the same type of mindset that they have now and, and putting on the same. You know, tight level of matches and, and level of, of, of wrestlers that they have now. I don't know how you beat them. Uh, and there's one last thing I got to say about this situation. And uh, Cody came out. I want to say I think it's two weeks ago now. He he basically made the statement that they've only revealed forty percent of their roster. Now I know. Depending on uh, on your 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 view in life, forty percent is either a little or a lot. But in your opinion, forty percent does that wow you? That holy shit! They, is it is it for you? Is it uh, wow? They're only they've only shown us forty percent, or for you is it they've only shown us forty percent? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's definitely more of a wow factor. Because every time they unveil somebody else, it's like shit. They got him too, or her too. Um, it's a. Uh, it is a little troubling though saying that because it's like, how the fuck are you gonna carry all this talent on a two-hour show weekly? I mean, I know that's their problem, the, the, the burden, <laughs> but it's like that's a lot of fucking wrestlers. But uh, but that being said. You're at forty percent now, and your forty percent is up there in ranks of anybody's roster right now. And you're saying that you you're not even halfway done unveiling that. Yeah. You know, assuming that the rest aren't all fillers. You know, I know they just recently announced Orange Cassidy, which that was 
That's that's fucking cool. Uh, he's a really intriguing wrestler. He that's, is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, like that's uh, that's definitely more of a wow factor for me because it's it's almost like uh, who else is on board with yeah, this and, yeah. and to what extent? As we see the uh, the OC. Did they wrestle? Did we miss that? No, no, no. That I believe they're about to. Oh, because his, his face I think, paint I looks think that's just the way his paint is. Okay. He looks sweating, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, it must be hot wherever the fuck they are. Or they, they got the, the rub down going. Yeah, yeah. We're referring, I had to say, we're referring to the, uh, the OC, as they're called. The, the original or, club. Original club. Gallows, Anderson, and Styles. Yeah. Not a, not a fan of these guys. What they're what they're doing. It's kind of. It's too little, too late. Too little, too late. It's perfect. It's a perfect uh, way to put that. And Natalia in the sling for some reason. Oh yeah, she got she had her she got, tapped out right. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Anyways, um, back to AEW. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the talks with them and 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 uh, the the situation with NXT. Uh, some news, some signings that that occurred uh, recently. Of course, we mentioned Orange Cassidy uh, in the wrestling role, but we talked about them debuting on TNT. Which, for those who don't know the significance of that, there used to be another company that ran shows on TNT back in the '90s and early 2000s, and they signed a guy that since it's the inception of Monday Nitro, which is the show I'm referring to, I was on TNT, was the voice of that of that show. Yeah. I don't know what 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 his role is going to be as of right now, but they just assigned they just signed that guy. His name is Tony Schiavone. He's now officially signed with All Elite Wrestling. Do you have any words on? Uh... Oh, I have words. Okay. <laughs> uh, so. Anybody who's talked to me about AEW, I'll be the first to sit there and tell you, I like a lot of what they're doing. Sure. But I don't like everything they're doing. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now, but they're... So you have uh, JR, yeah. Excalibur, right. and the third gentleman. I forget his name. I will find that for you. <laughs> but... Uh, him as a commentator, I know he's, you know, they were, they were, um, they were grooming him to become their third color commentator. Right. But I hope, boy, do I hope that they have changed their minds and this is why they hired Tony Schiavone. I would love, I would absolutely love. Alex Marvez. Alex Marvez, thank you. Mm-hmm. I would love if they replace Alex Marvez, have him do like some, you know, like backstage segments or what have you. Mm-hmm. He could be that guy. Along he, with Alicia too, who does it yeah, too. Give me your give me your Wednesday night commentator team as JR, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone. Holy fuck. Those that, are wrestling legends right there as far as commentating dude. is concerned. Oh my god! I, I would that would be I, like my ears would come every week. <laughs> Noble I mean, 
bullshit. I mean, you have Jim Ross and and I mean, you, let's let's stick with the the Monday Night Wars or the Wars, uh, um, if you will. Jim Ross obviously was on one side, Tony Schiavone on another side. Now they're working together, along with you know the, the wrestling encyclopedia himself and Excalibur. Yeah, Excalibur, right? My God, he did, there's nothing he doesn't know. Put those three together, I mean. Commentating is a huge part of pro wrestling, whether you want anyone wants to admit it or not. And unfortunately, a lot of WWE fans are subjected to the likes of Michael Cole and Corey Graves and and the other person, Renee Young. Renee Young, there you go. <laughs> uh, shut up, Renee. <laughs> and uh, you know, Corey Graves and Renee Young spend you know two hours just bickering at each other like siblings, like fucking children. Yeah, it's just. And, and not progressing storylines, not telling you about this or that. No. You know, giving you wrestling facts, giving you wrestling history, just entertaining you while you're watching. I I mean, these three right here would be absolutely perfect. And uh, I know Tony Schiavone is currently doing commentary uh, for MLW as far as the tape stuff is go- goes. It is going to be a little sad to see him go. Um I'm assuming Jim Cornette's going to be back in the commentating seat for, maybe. for that company. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. They might grab Matt Stryker. He ain't doing nothing anymore. Right. Dude, <laughs> again, another, under, another guy. Un- though, another too. underrated guy. Lucha Underground was the saving grace for him, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt, man. His, his stuff in WWE was... Sometimes it's horrible. But you know what? It makes sense now because if they were overproducing yeah. him, you're going you're, right. you're going to be fucking horrible. You're right. You know because you're absolutely right. Uh, what really turned me off about him years ago, they had him and um, one of the divas at the time mm-hmm. um, host the Macho Man DVD. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Like, this is what I gotta be subjected to? <laughs> it was fucking disgustingly horrible. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I refuse to watch that DVD. Yeah. I, it, I have it at the house. I refuse to watch it because of that. Even, it, like, I could easily skip to the matches. I still, I don't even want to put it in the fucking machine. <laughs> yeah. Because I know they're on there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Matt, Matt Stryker is another guy. I mean, I wouldn't call him an encyclopedia like Excalibur. But, uh, but he's up there. He knows his shit. He knows he's his a shit, wrestling yeah. nerd, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, if you watch Lucha Underground, man, he was so good at at telling the stories. If if you if you missed a few episodes, and just like I'm just gonna just watch where I left off, and not you know not catch up on those other two episodes, it'd be like you, you never missed them. Like he was so good at telling the stories, yeah, absolutely. And him and Vampiro work, you know, they they really mesh well together. Vampiro was sometimes a little lazy in his commentary, mm-hmm. but Matt Stryker was so good. So I love to see him. If 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 I had to pick somebody to come back to MLW, it'd be Matt Stryker. Absolutely. But uh, I don't even know if he's what he's doing nowadays. But uh, but yeah, man. Like as far as AEW, that's another example of what they're doing and. Some people may not like. I haven't really checked the internet yet, as far as you know the reactions. This some people I, I guarantee are gonna be rolling their eyes and you know it's a cheap uh, WCW esque type move and you know because they're they're very much being called WCW 2.0 and yeah, a lot of people are saying that and you know what, it's a it's moronic a, thing to say. Talk is cheap. Yeah, 
talk is real cheap. You know, I I mean they. First of all, if 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 they were WCW 2.0, you got to remember which WCW are you talking about? Because there was a time where WCW was the number one company Absolutely. in the world. So, I mean, that may not be all that bad. But you know, again, you have such great talent from behind the scenes all the way to you know wrestlers to the executives. I mean, this 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 machine. That is AEW. I mean, this is this is a force, and again, it's up. To, it's only going to be them that ruin it all. And if they keep the mentality that they have, I don't. I, I don't see AEW failing anytime soon, or or, or 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 anything of that nature. Because all they have to do is continue to listen to the fans the way that they have been the entire time. And never be afraid to adapt to change. And above all that, give us good professional wrestling. Weekly wrestling on TV. Something that we've been uh, fucking waiting for for quite some time. AEW, I have to reiterate one more time. AEW, it's a wrestling show. So it would only make sense for them to hire commentators who commentate on professional wrestling. Right? Yeah. I hope Tony Schiavone gets that third seat. Alex Marvez needs to take a, a back seat. Yeah. And uh, there's there's one other thing I'll say about the commentary team, and that's uh, regarding Jim Ross. I know people are going to give me shit like, oh, man, you're fucking bad-mouthing Jim Ross a couple months ago. Yeah, you know why? I'll tell you why. He was out of his element. He was not in the right frame of mind. And he was out of his element. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to take uh, much of anything away from um, Josh Barnett. I think Josh Barnett did what he could for that company. But fact of the matter is, neither one of them worked very well together, whether they like to admit it or not. They just, Josh Barnett didn't have everything he needed to right. be a commentator. Um, and I'm not saying that it'll never happen for him, but at the moment, I think he can do a hell of a lot better. You, you're you putting JR in a company? It, it's like... <laughs> it's like... It's like sitting in your favorite Lazy Boy chair. Like your leather Lazy Boy chair, where you've got your fucking ass groove in the chair after being in it for so many years. <laughs> you're so comfortable. Yeah. It's like butter. That's what this is for Jr. Mm-hmm. It's cathartic. He's coming back. He's not coming back to a sports entertainment company. He's not coming back to a strong style company. Right. He's coming back to a wrestling company. Mm-hmm. That's what he does this, best. This is what he started with. This is what he started with. For him, mm-hmm. it's going to be like calling old NWA shit. Right. That's just. I'm telling you. It, it, it's. It, it, it's going to fit him like a glove. Yeah. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see JR right in the thick of things doing what he does best. If you go back and look at, at their, their previous uh, pay-per-views that they put on so far, there's been a couple times where he clearly didn't you know didn't know this or didn't know that. But pay attention to the way he handles the situation. It isn't like he handled it in New Japan. Mm-hmm. 
He's sober, <laughs> first of all. That's good. That's good. It's a good start. <laughs> and also, he handles it very well. Yeah. Excalibur's not there demeaning him like Josh Barnett might have been. Mm-hmm. Or or that company, meaning in, in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, might have been. Completely different situation. And so I l- I'm so looking forward to Wednesday nights on TNT. You know, like... I look at this like the way I looked at uh, the the final tour of Black Sabbath, where a lot of people wanted Bill Ward to be there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you would have the original lineup, which is fine, but the drummer Tommy Clefettos, who doesn't get any of the fucking respect that he deserves, that he deserves, right? Did something that Bill Ward couldn't do. He breathed new life into. I may sound disrespectful here, but into a, a dying band, dying breed. Something that could easily become stagnant. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, and, and you know, it's the same way that a guy like Zach Wilde breathes new life into those types of, of songs, you know, and it's, uh, you have a, you know, Excalibur is that guy to where you have a legend like Jim Ross who isn't in his prime anymore isn't as sharp-witted as he used to be you know life has definitely kicked his ass over the past few years and you know i mean he he loves he loves the business you know he probably still needs a paycheck too you know so (laughs) paychecks never hurt paychecks never hurt and uh you know he's excalibur is that timely confederate he's a guy that's breathing new life instead of working against it and and kind of scoffing at the situation it's it's helping them you know it's re- it's reminding them who the fuck they are first of all you know you are a legend of this business and it's also helping them helping the the old man if you will along the way because Excalibur is younger Excalibur is more sharp witted at this point in his life Excalibur you know is the you know is the guy that has more knowledge of current products than yeah. Jim Ross does, and that's that's to be expected because he is younger. You know, let's not forget Excalibur. A decade ago, was was one of those young talents. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's uh, you know, it, it 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 makes sense. He's he's that guy that's breathing new life in that. You know, and, and Tony Schiavone, although maybe life hasn't kicked his ass as bad as Jim Ross's has, but he's a guy that spent some time away from the business. Try to refine that love for the business again. A company like MLW certainly has helped. I'm I, I, I'm almost certain that a company like AEW is going to help. Yeah. Because there's a lot of guys that he used to work with that are affiliated or working with in in in, uh, in AEW. So you know it's it's going to be a good mix if that is your commentary team. At, at the very least, Jim Ross, who is guaranteed to be on your commentary team, it definitely it definitely works well. And and again. Another thing too, before we take a quick break here, I want to say this. I want to defend my partner here for those who might attack him. If 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 you uh, if you ask Jim Ross about his New Japan days, he would absolutely butcher himself too because he knows that was that was dog shit. Yeah, that was absolutely horrible, Jim. And uh, that's the reason why we were so tough on him. You know, especially especially when you had an opportunity to you know you have a guy like Kevin Kelly who was killing it down there or out there. Fucking killing it. Loves his commentary. Absolutely love his commentary. And then, you know, you, you get those those shows here in the United States and you gotta listen to Jim Ross and Josh Barnett. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. 
You know, he just didn't. He just didn't have it. He didn't have the passion for it, and he'd be the first one to tell you that. But uh, go, uh, go, go, bitch at Jim Ross. Don't be bitching at us. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know what? I, I call him like I see him. Yeah, you know, and, and it anybody is. Anybody yeah. who knows me in person, uh, I hate the term in real life. Yeah, because. All this is real life. All this is real life. <laughs> Sorry, folks. You don't you don't get to step out of reality when yeah. you're on the internet. The internet sure. is just an extension of real life. I hate that term. So, uh, whether you know me offline or online, mm-hmm. I'm the same person. Right. So expect me to call it like I see it, no matter who the fuck I'm talking yeah. to. Um, I've been at wrestling shows where I've I've had words with wrestlers. Same shit. Like you're going, to, you're going to hear what I have to say, mm. and vice versa. I don't, I don't expect anything less. Sure, um, I'm not always going to be agreed with, and that's fine. I don't, I don't want to be agreed with a hundred percent of the time. That would be boring. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, I gave it to Jim Ross because I think Jim Ross deserved it. You know, absolutely. And, and, and I, I, I got shit for, for some of it, and hey, that's fine. But uh, I'm telling you right now, him and AEW. Like a glove. He's back in the saddle. Yeah. Back in the front. Absolutely. Saddle. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to get back in the saddle. Uh, but first, we're going to pay some bills and uh, take a quick break. Absolutely. So stay tuned. This episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew has been brought to you by PodCoin. Joe, if you're anything like me, you love podcasts, but wouldn't it be better if you got paid while, while doing it? Absolutely. Fellas, ladies, children of all ages, you can now be paid to listen to us, the 20 by 20 ring crew. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Sit there, enjoy Matt and I, go back and forth about professional wrestling all day, all night. Now, it's not straight out cash. You'll get paid in pod coins, but you can change those pod coins in for stuff like gift cards to Starbucks, Target, Best Buy, what have you. Or... If you're uh, anything not like me, you uh, you can donate those pot coins for, to charity. To charity so. Which is, I mean, that's always a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So all you got to do is visit us at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash podcoin. I know it's a little bit of a tongue twister. It is. Again, that's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash podcoin. And don't forget, use the invite code 20x20pod when you sign up for the podcoin app. It's going to give you 300 free coins right off the bat the moment you sign up for free. And PodCoin is available for both iOS and Android. And you get to listen to not just us, but a a plethora of podcasts at your leisure. And the more you listen, the more money you make. It's that simple, folks. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash PodCoin. Get yourself signed up today. Remember, invite code... 20x20pod for 300 free coins. And as always, we will see you in the ring. This episode of the 20x20 Ring Crew is brought to you by GameStop. GameStop, where you can buy new and used video games, consoles, and accessories. Got games you no longer play? Trade them in for cash or credit towards a new game to add to your collection. Become a pro member and save even more money on your purchases, trade-ins, and even get special offers not available to everyone else. If games aren't your thing, GameStop has a wide range of toys, apparel, board games, and other collectibles including pop vinyls, including exclusives not sold anywhere else. Visit us at 20x20crew.com 
slash podcast slash GameStop to find out how you can get started. And remember, power to the play. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for hanging in there with us while we paid some bills and uh, pissed off Amazon again. <laughs> Possibly bought another Roku. You know, the usual. <laughs> Later this month, hell of a night of wrestling, August 31st. August 31st. August yeah. 31st. Saturday. Three pretty huge events happening. You have the NXT UK brand doing a pay-per-view pretty much uh, right up there with uh, AEW's All Out Mm -hmm. taking place in our backyard here in Chicago at uh, Sears Center Hoffman Estates. Uh, And then uh, New Japan's putting on a show at the Copper Box Arena in London. Um, Royal Quest. New Japan's Royal Quest. First show. First show there um, that New Japan's put together in in, uh, in England. So it's big news. Big news. Um, it's huge news. It's actually a co-branded show with Rev Pro Wrestling. Um, if you're not familiar, Rev Pro is uh, another stable mate uh, there with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Do business all the time. That's why you get to see the likes of Zack Saber Jr. in their ring pretty much anytime they need them. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, over the, over the course of the past year, you and I have talked growing pains. Yeah, for New Japan, more so than any other company, because they're trying to go global. They're trying to become more westernized, um, westernized, excuse me, um, and that's not exactly what AEW is trying to do. AEW is just trying to get off the ground and find their audience at this point. Um, two completely different types of growing pains, if you ask me. Um, but here we have New Japan, first show in London. I can't imagine this being a failure for them. I think they've, they're, mm. they're going to have nothing but success. Even if they weren't going and in, in, uh, co-branding the show with Rev Pro. I think if they went in there just by themselves and, um, you know, hired hired other talent to right. to support their talent, I think they still would have been pretty damn successful. But that's not what we have here. Um, again, Saturday, August thirty first, at the Copper Box Arena in London, um, Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park, and um, you and I are going to run down the. Run down the card for for everybody. Uh, if you don't have a subscription to New Japan Pro Wrestling or Ref Pro, um, go get yourself one. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW will get you 30 days for free of New Japan Pro Wrestling. If you want to wait and, uh, and catch all of this event... Um, Please, you can you can go ahead and do that now. Sign up now, as a, as a new user, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you'll still have access. You'll still be able to watch the Royal Quest show for free within the first thirty days that you sign up. As well as all the G One Climax, the Which, Super J Cup, oh, Destruction Tours happening soon in September. Yeah, 
So yeah, you'll have a- you'll have access to all of that right <laughs> off the bat in your first thirty days at this point. So it, I don't want to beat a dead horse. So please just go twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash njpw. Sign up for a subscription. Ref Pro, um, they have an on demand service. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you can access the app through Amazon. Um, oh, you can now. Yes. Amazon.com, uh, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon will take you there. Just look up Rev Pro On Demand or Rev Pro Wrestling, and uh, you'll find the app, and then you could subscribe through there. And I'm not sure about the trial period for their app. Okay. There might not be one. I, I don't think it's more than uh, like nine bucks a month at this sure, point sure. for their for their streaming service. Um, again, another promotion, UK-based. If you like what you see in NXT UK or you're, you know, you're into Zack Sabre Jr. El Fantasmo. El Fantasmo, David Starr. Um, that's just a small fraction yeah. of, of what Rough Pro has and, to and offer. And not only that, but let's, let's also remember, too, that over the course since 2018, every, every wrestler that's been their, their heavyweight champion has been affiliated with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Whether it's been Zack Sabre Jr. or Minoru Suzuki or Tomohiro Ishii. So, uh, if you're a New Japan Pro Wrestling fan, this is something you definitely want to check out as well. It should be right up your alley. And they're, they're putting on shows all the time. And not only that, but they're also affiliated with Over the Top Wrestling based out in Ireland. OTT. They, man, so, they put on some hell of a shows, man. I'm yeah. telling you. Uh, I've caught stuff on YouTube here and there. Mm-hmm. Everything I've seen, I fucking loved. Um, one that sticks out in my mind right away is Walter versus Will Ospreay. Um, one of the best matches of, of 2018. Ooh, good God. Sure. That was, that was a, a fucking barn burner and that's not even doing it justice. That was the start too of of, of uh, Will Osprey going, becoming what he what he is today. You know, like the <laughs> the more violent, heavyweight esque type uh, type wrestler that we see today. But Royal Quest, uh, there's eight matches booked, and uh, like I said, let's just go right through the. So when New Japan they, they release a card, they usually give you the actual. Like when the match is gonna happen, you yeah. Know? So, so the first match they got here, you got a six man tag team match. You got uh, Rusuke Taguchi teaming up with a couple of uh, young lions here, and Ren Narita and Shota Umino. Though I don't, I was, I, I would hazard a guess that they won't be young lions very much longer. I know I've said that in the past, but they are really pushing, especially Shota Umino. Uh, the stuff he did with John Moxley was really cool. And Renarita is really on that brink of um, of becoming a, a full time, full fledged wrestler, if you will. He even competed in the uh, Best of the Super Juniors over, over the course of the summer. I'm always interested to see where these guys go on excursion, like yeah. where their choices are. Right. So right. Yeah, that's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, so they got that team taking on all three members of Rapungi 3K. That's Sho and Yo, and they're if you want to call them. Manager, if you will, and Rocky Romero. <laughs> um, it's a fun way to start off the uh, a show. You got um, a bunch of junior. He- well, Shota Umino is not a junior heavyweight anymore. I-, I don't think he's. Is he being used as a junior heavyweight? 
I thought he was a uh, heavyweight out of the... I thought so, too, yeah. Okay, so you have five <clears throat> junior heavyweights in here. Um, it's good. It, this this is this is be a fun little clash here, and uh, it, it'll be interesting to see the the likes of uh, Narita and Umino going up against Sho and Yo, and that kind of clash. Um, like I said, it's one of those fun fun ways to start off a show. I'm wondering now. You know, you and I have had already stated previous to this episode that. Um, New J- a lot of New Japan workers that were working for Ring of Honor have pretty much said they don't they don't like working for the company. They don't want to do it anymore. Right. So uh, you and I had commented about the War of the Worlds tour coming up mm-hmm. off air. Right. Uh, but to discuss that now, it looks like this year's War of the Worlds for Ring of Honor is co-branded with not New Japan but only CMLL, which I'm not mad at, mm-hmm. but. It just kind of puts the icing on that cake of like, maybe they really are done with New Japan. But I bring it up because we've got Young Lions coming on Excursion. I think, just like you and I got to see a couple of years ago now, we got to see uh, Sho and Yo as the Teriyaki Boys. <laughs> teriyaki Boys. Do War of the Worlds for yeah. Ring of Honor. And yeah. they were on Excursion. So I'm hoping... For Ring of Honor's sake, mm-hmm. that we do get the likes of uh, Shota Umino yeah. and Ren Narita there on excursion, even if it's for a couple dates. I would love to see that. Absolutely. Um, ter- I forgot about the Teriyaki Boys. How could you forget about I- the Teriyaki Boys? <laughs> we- yeah, that was uh, one of those uh, infamous calls by Jim Ross. Uh, they were known as the Tempura Boys. And uh, he called them the damn teriyaki boys. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, not to 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 go off topic here, but I'm I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to throw this out here. Is New Japan New Japan wants to be international? Yeah. So you want to do business with a U.S. company? I would imagine because U.S. is a huge wrestling market. If if not Ring of Honor, then who? Well, we we know right now they they don't want to do business with AEW because of the whole Kenny Omega fiasco. Mm-hmm. Um, then who else? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. What know other who... major companies out there? MLW is already in 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 bed with Pro Wrestling Noah. In, in, unless there's some back behind the thing behind the scenes stuff going on with them in NWA, but. I can't imagine. I mean, right. Impact Wrestling, maybe? Or Impact Wrestling. I can't imagine. I can't I mean, imagine. The, the right Don Callis situation could help it would, that. It would make sense. Right. It would make sense that it could be Impact. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what gets lost in translation mm-hmm. with New Japan guys working in Ring of Honor. I don't know what has soured them so much. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I hope I hope Ring of Honor gets their shit together, and, and and you know whether they're in a rebuilding process or not. Like figure some shit out. Because you don't want to lose that partnership. You don't. <laughs> I don't. Think either the company wants to lose that partnership. No, to be honest it's, with you, it's it's good business for the both of them. I I think they realize that, and if they don't, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the second match on this card, you have the likes of the Bullet Club with Hikaleo and Yuji Takahashi 
teaming up against the team of Juice Robinson and the G1 Climax 2019 winner, Kota Ibushi. What do you think of this one? What an odd... <laughs> this is one of those tag team matches you're like, oh, okay, so there's really no... Usually there's a preview. Right. You know, they're going to preview mm. an upcoming match of some importance. There's no... There's nothing here. You're not going to see... You're not going to see uh, a program between Takahashi and Juice or Hikaleo and Juice. Yeah. Or Abushi and Hikaleo and Abushi and Takahashi. None of that shit's going to happen. Right. I think this is a one-off. Like, hey, we need guys to work and you know we want to showcase some of our best, so here you go. I'm not mad at it, but uh, it's it's just I think it's just one of those one-off matches. For me, it kind of feels like a little bit of a waste of talent of Juice and and Kota. Um, I got number love for Takahashi, but for me, Hikaleo, this is too big of a too big of opponents for him. Uh, I mean, I know he's the biggest guy in this in this match technically, but I mean to see him in there with Robinson or Bushi. Hikaleo's still got a lot of lot of work to do. Yeah, he's he's still green. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't know. To me, it's, this is for for a, sh- a a show of this magnitude. Your G one climax winner should be featured a little bit better than than this. But uh, hopefully, they put on a good match. But uh, you know, I don't know. This one's kind of like a could have could have been better booking there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But where you do have good booking at he is the next match. You have <laughs> you have Chaos versus the Bullet Club. Bullet Club uh, back-to-back matches here. Chaos being represented by Robbie Eagles, the newest member of Chaos, or at least one of them. Yep. Uh, defector of the Bullet Club. Teaming up with uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Will Ospreay. Taking on the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions in El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. Of course... You got Eagles versus Phantasma, which we've we're going to see in the in the uh, Super J Cup. Yep. You know that's definitely a, a bit of rivalry, but we also saw Eagles issues with Taiji Ishimori as well. He's now teaming with uh, fellow Chaos member and Will Osprey. Both men on from the Chaos side are junior heavyweights. Technically, this is not for the titles, but do you see? A little foreshadowing here as this is definitely this is definitely what I mean by a preview match. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, whether it's Chaos versus Bullet Club, and this is the way they advance that story, or it's about titles down the line, right. whether it's whether that's the way they advance the story, or tag or singles, exactly right. tag mm-hmm. or singles. So th- there's a lot of potential here. I'm chomping at the bit just to see Eagles against Phantasmo again yeah. in, in any capacity. It'd be twice in a month. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, Osprey and Ishimori, like, dude, take my money. Do it all <laughs> over know? again. Do it all over again. Yeah, so. you know, same thing with Osprey and Phantasmo. But how about this? How about Eagles and Osprey? What if there's a little bit of uneasiness with that situation? Because, again, Osprey is, is the champ. Eagles is potential challenger for that belt. And what makes point. that more interesting is Osprey kind of recruited Eagles yeah. to come to New Japan to begin with, mm-hmm. and he wanted them to join Chaos. And he, you know, he got bit by the <laughs> the, the Bullet Club bug and and you know started there. But 
Yeah, it just adds that uh, that other little layer of tension between yeah. them. So you're right. There's there's a possibility that we do see some um, tension in possibly a future singles program between these two. That's that's one of those things where the previous match there's a lot of waste of potential there. This match, you really have all four components that have potential uh, storyline angles and and future uh, future matches with each other. Uh, in fourth match, we see the Bullet Club for a third match in a row. This time, we have Chase Owens and the leader of the Bullet Club and Jay White taking on LIJ members Sonata and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, these are always fun matches. <laughs> Bullet, Bullet Club versus LIJ always seems to bring out the best in everybody. You know, you and I, you and I got to be at a Ring of Honor show where it was five on five. Yes. Los Ingobernables taking on Bullet Club. and Hell of a match. Dude, it tore the fucking house down. By far, hugest pops of the night. Mm-hmm. It was such a fun match. This is what you get every time these two factions meet. Yeah. That's just the way it is. You can't... It, it's like... It's... You'd have to... <laughs> you'd have to, like, literally not show up or something in order to fuck this one up. It's just... Yeah. It's just that good of a match. Um... I can't wait. Um, I'm always, I'm always, always interested to see Jay White team up with fellow Bullet Club members, um, just because he's so much of a singles wrestler. Yeah. So when he actually is in there with his stablemates, I'm always interested to see how he reacts with them. He seems to love Chase Owens, and I think that's why they're tagging here. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. And any night of the week, man, this is this is one of those take my money matches. It kind of sucks like they're only getting thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, at the at the max. But uh, hell yeah, dude, I'm all for it. And it's it's pretty much right in the middle of the card. So yeah, yeah. Well, this is the final match that is not for a championship. So that's fitting. Yeah, that's definitely fitting, especially to this potential. Uh, maybe a preview of an IC championship match True. in the future. Naito being the Intercontinental Champion, Jay White potentially could be taking a break from that heavyweight uh, championship, uh, uh, trying to, to regain that. Uh, but the, you know, you all you have Wild Card and Sonata, and and the future of, of what Sonata is going to do next. You know, because we've talked about it in G One. You know, Evil and Sonata might not be doing as much teaming together as they used to do, you know, and that sucks for me because I'm a huge fan of those two. Absolutely. But you you, you also, being being a fan of, of those two, you also have to realize that being in a tag team constantly is, is also holding them back because Sonata's a guy that I feel um, is, uh, is, is next in line to be the next big thing. And I know Naito still needs to have his reign as champion at some point. That's got to happen soon. <laughs> I, I think I think what adds so much more to the rest of this year mm-hmm. uh, for New Japan is the double night at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. And what they're going to do for both of those cards. Yeah. There's just so much that can be done now. You've got a whole extra card... And, uh, I mean, you have the roster to fill it. That, that's not an issue. Sure, but, sure. Um, yeah, do we get to see Naito finally elevate back up? You know, there, there was talks during the G1 where, you know, he wanted to win the G1 and become a double champion. 
And obviously, he didn't win the G1. So, what does that mean for the rest of the year for Naito? It remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what. Every time he he uh, has a singles outing, you have to look at Sonata. You have to look at Sonata mm-hmm. and throw him in the mix. And Sonata's a guy that, uh, you know, we talked about that with the Robbie Eagles with Osprey situation. Sonata could be that, that that guy that's actually next in line to take that title from Naito, potentially. I had an interesting conversation happen the other day with um, some fellow wrestling fans online. Uh, one guy in particular was talking about how, how much he hates Sonata because he's so, he's so like, not, according to this guy, nonchalant. In the ring, like it's like Gosh, he could, yeah, like he could give two shits. And I'm trying to explain the guy, like, not everybody has to be a certain way when they approach moves or approach mm-hmm. approaches a persona or, or what have you. Uh, the guy just wasn't getting it, so I, I just kind of stopped. I'm like, <laughs> I realize I'm like everything I'm saying is falling on deaf ears, sure, but sure. um, you know, he also wasn't a fan of uh, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, that like if you know anything about Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassidy will sit there and tell you, like, hey, I was one of those guys who, you know, everybody else was doing moonsaults, I was doing moonsaults. Every, everybody else was doing uh, super kicks, I was doing super kicks. I got tired of that and was like, what can I do to be different but still entertaining? Like, I'm still a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. I have to entertain people. What can I do? And now you have Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. as he is now. Yeah, he got signed by AEW because he is the way he is. He's different. Yeah, he trust me. He's not. He's an acquired taste right now for a lot of people. Sure, but if you get it and you're entertained, you get it and you're entertained. It's as simple as that. And, and the thing is, too, if you watch Orange Cassidy wrestle, the, 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 he like, can still wrestle. He can still fucking wrestle, and yeah. he still does. Yeah, it's just yes, he does some shenanigans, and it's. <laughs> It is comic relief, but it, it works. It, it works. He makes it work. That's, he's, that's, he's, that's, hey, he's getting paid. That's most. <laughs> oh, that's most important is that he makes it work. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, do am I a big fan of the slow motion punches and kicks? No. Yeah. Is it entertaining? Yeah, especially when you've got someone the size of Tommy Dreamer taking those slow motion punches <laughs> and kicks. You know, that's how you get yourself eliminated from a fucking battle royal. <laughs> but uh, I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's um, Sonata Naito against Owens and Jay White, and also real quick too. Yeah, Chase Owens is on the come up too. Don't count him Don't, up. Yeah, you, you, he, if he's if he's not IC champ within the next year, I'll eat my hat. I, I really think he there. He's being groomed. They're finally gonna let him. Like, hey, this is or you know what? At this point. I'd even be happy with a, a never weight title. Never open weight, maybe a U.S. championship. I was kind of disappointed in the commentary of Kevin Kelly, a guy who I praised for the break. And mm. talking about <laughs> Chase Owens, because he just kept referring to him as a tag team specialist. He's a tag team specialist. And it's like, we're really putting a, a cap on what Chase Owens can do. You know, I get he does a lot of tag team you know, t- tag team matches for for Bullet Club, but the guy can go. He can go, man. 
and he's he's a lot he's a lot more than a tag team specialist. And if if he is going to be a tag team specialist, then throw a strap on him at some point. Yeah, throw throw a tag team belt on him. I mean, he but he's he's a lot more than that. And for those who don't don't know that, you really need to pay attention to what Chase Owens does in that ring. He really he really uh, owns the moment and, and controls the match. And he's stepped it up quite a bit over the past six months. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I, I think if anybody wasn't sold on on Chase Owens, you should be by now. The uh, the fifth match is again. These are now all title matches. We're gonna start off with the IWGP Tag Team Championships, the Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. The uh, another another Bullet Club represented uh, this time. God Girls of Destiny, Tamatanga and Tangaloa. They are defending their titles against a team we don't know yet. Uh, it is the winners of the Rev Pro. Road to Royal Quest Tournament. Now, Joe and I, we were looking before the before we started recording again on the tournament, and we could only find a little bit. I found three matches. Okay. Um, so these these potentially could be the, one of the teams that they face. So you've got for for first round matches in their in their tournament, um, they had Gabriel Kidd and Sean Jackson. Taking on Kenneth Halfpenny and Brendan White. Okay. You had Aussie Open, which is Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, taking on the Rascals. Ooh. Uh, which which consists of Des Xavier and Zach Wentz. And then you had Dan Maloney and MK McKinnon taking on Team White Wolf, which is A Kid and Carlos Hell Romo. Yeah. So those three those three matches and or those six teams are Ooh. all in this tournament. Um I don't know who else. Yeah. So we're definitely missing at least one more match. Yeah. To make for sure. it tournament style. Um, so there's at least two more teams that are that are up for this spot. They whoever wins this tournament will be challenging God from Bullet Club, Tamatonga, Tongaloa, who are the 83rd overall IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I'm going to say Bullet Club wins this. I don't think there's any way these titles get dropped at this show. That's unfortunate for you? Yeah. Okay. Because, uh, <laughs> well, here you have an opportunity to yeah. shake things up and sure. possibly make some history. Okay, I see your point. I, I don't think it's going to be a squash match. No. By any means. But, um, yeah, I think I think for, for what I know about the business, I, I think... They're gonna retain. Well, here's here's the thing. I, I I agree, but not not as to a high not at a very high extent because okay. Uh, I do I do say that God is probably gonna win, but uh, again, what I mentioned earlier is that Rev Pro has had New Japan guys run with their titles for especially their heavyweight title. For the likes of um, pretty much a year. Okay. You know, Suzuki, Tomohiro Ishii. I know Zack Sabre Jr. is contracted by Rev Pro, but he's also affiliated with New Japan sure. extensively. They even held tag team gold. Mino Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. You know, so you had that happening. I understand that New Japan Pro Wrestling, as far as the two companies go, they're the bigger company compared to Rev Pro. Uh-huh. But I I think out of the four championships, 
Three of them are New Japan belts. One's a Red Pro title that's being defended at Royal Quest. Um, I do feel that the tag team titles would be the one that would be most likely to change hands and jump over to Rev Pro, even if for a limited time, to start a rivalry, to bring like God over to Rev Pro and help bring Rev Pro over, get over even more. Okay, it doesn't have to be very long, but now you have the likes of God at Rev Pro shows. Not saying you 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 have to change the belts to have that happen, but that would be a way to do it. I agree with you, but for my money, I still think G.O.D. retains. I do, too. I don't think it's a squash match. I don't either. And if they're smart, they'll do something like uh, maybe not a clean pin. Mm-hmm. You know, go that route and just, you know, push push them to the limit to where they almost. And, and then, you know, G.O.D. does some underhanded bullet club bullshit yeah. and takes the titles back. Sure. And you could easily start a program there. You Absolutely. Start a rivalry there. Absolutely. Either way, I, I think I think this is they, they the, these two companies have really shown that they very much like doing business together and I, I see them, you know tag, tag team belts are definitely one of those that I can see at some point changing hands, whether it's at Royal Quest or not. Another thing too is that the fact that they are at they're at, they are in London, they are in pretty much a Red Pro's backyard. There's another reason why I, I, I said that, because it would be big pop for the home crowd. It would, absolutely. But uh, moving right along here, we have another championship match. The Never Openweight Championship is on the line. And dare I say it, a fifth match in a row featuring the Bullet Club. Well, you know what? It's one of those things like, <laughs> hey, we're in London for the first time. we got to represent. Yeah. I think that's a lot of it. I think, like it or not, folks, Bullet Club is over. Over like Rover. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Because they they lost <laughs> Kenny Omega, they lost Cody and the Bucks. They they were never gonna survive. I I've I've said it I've said it since uh, since day one of all this fucking elite bullshit mm-hmm. with them leaving on a sour note. You know what? Bullet Club's gonna be fine. Always be fine. Yeah, I mean it's they were they were more than fine before those guys. They'll survive. Yeah, they'll survive. <laughs> yep. They'll thrive, actually, because I mean, you look at a guy like you look at the like, like people like the the OC or even you know certain guys within the Bullet Club. I get AEW or sorry, the Elite. I get AEW's doing great things. Obviously, that's great. But like, you look at it now, and it's just like, you know, at some point you have to realize, man, we were replaced by Kenta. <laughs> you know, like, damn, you know, it's like, sh- like, to, to be able to work with a guy like that at his best, too. Yeah. You know, we're not talking Hideo Tommy anymore, ladies and gentlemen. We're fucking talking about Kenta. Kenta. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> so I kind of gave it away who the next match is going to feature. It's Tomohiro Ishii defending the Never Openweight Championship versus the newest member of the Bullet Club, and that is Kenta. And all the dashly ways that you can join a group, he did. That's uh, yeah. That that that's gonna be a tough one to beat. I don't know how, and I've said this before, but I really don't know how you top that. Yeah, I go, just going back and want, I, still gives me goosebumps. So it. you know, I we made the that image of him sitting on Shibata, the cover photo 
for episode 76, which you can check out on 20x20crew.com. Thanks for checking it out, ladies Slash podcast, slash episode, slash 076. Um, yes, mm-hmm. thank you for checking it out. We made that the cover photo for that episode. And after after I rigged all that up, I went back and I'm like, I have to watch this again. Yeah. And I did. I sat and watched it again. And yeah, it, it's it's going to be really, really fucking hard mm. to top that turn. Um, damn. I showed <laughs> it. Damn. I showed it to somebody that I work with, and because they they're somewhat more getting become more and more intrigued to wrestling, and you know they they've seen me wearing Bullet Club shirts and like what the Bullet Club's all about kind of thing, and I gave them that brief introduction, and I was like, this is. This right here, this is what Bullet Club does. And I explained the relationship with Kenta and Shibata. And just how iconic that turn was. I, it just, I don't know... I don't know if you if you could build something up like that again. J- just to, to do something so dashly and evil. I mean, that is... That right there is is one of those that's going to go down as as the all time biggest heel turn. One of them for me, if not the biggest all time heel turn. I mean, they you could talk about all these other heel turns all you want. You know, a lot of people you think people think about heel turn. Of course, they go to WWE and you think of shit like Michaels turning on Gennetti, Hogan joining the NWO, things of that nature. I mean, this is a guy that everything his. The, Everything that his career was was because of this one man, and just like that, just completely in 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 in, in his actions took the biggest shit on it, and and just gleefully did it, <laughs> <laughs> as if none of that ever mattered to him. Yeah, the the timing. It, it really was like a perfect storm. The timing, mm-hmm. the way they brought him in, their relationship yeah. up to that point, like, they really banked on a lot of different yeah. factors. Because, again, again, Shibata brought him in, too, brought in a guy that was not well-received and really put his reputation on the line to say, this is the guy. Yeah, this Here's is the, the guy. guy. <laughs> and this is the thanks that he got. This, I mean, that was... It was it was beautiful. It was beautifully done. I mean, just such such a, a heinous act. Uh, absolutely. Heinous is a good word. Yeah. <laughs> just just uh, a, a beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful heel work there. But uh, now the match, because if you, you know, for, we, we, we talk about the, the situation with Shibata. Remember, it was Ishii that was originally trying to get the tag in from Kenta. And Kenta, you know, Jumped off the apron. And was like, fuck this, fuck I'm this. not tagging you. And then eventually attacked <laughs> later. So this is definitely a, a legit beef here. Tomohiro Ishii has been the champ for, what, a month or two now? This is his actual first defense. Yeah. Is it too early for Kenta to win to win a championship? Or does Kenta bring a belt to the Bullet Club? Or uh, is this... Or is, this, or is Ishii going to uh, hold on to it a little bit longer? You know, this the, for this one, I, this one's tough for me. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Because there's so many different things that can happen. Yeah. Um, if we're seeing Kenta 
progressing as that ultra heel, you almost don't want him to win the title. Yeah. You want him to destroy Ishii. And 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 let's face it, going back to last year's G1, mm-hmm. you got to see that with the likes of uh, the Rogue General himself. Yeah, Bad Luck Fale. Do that and just literally go into the tournament. Like, I don't give a shit about points. I don't give a shit about anything else. I'm just going to go in there and try to beat the piss out of you. And when I can't do it, the rest of my boys are going to come out and we're going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm doesn't matter about the the prestige or nothing to do with the tournament and that's what they did and there was such an uproar like oh my god not only is he wasting an opportunity but you're you're kind of like putting the uh you're putting down the tournament Mm. you know i think it's that mentality that has for me that at the top of all the 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 options here of how this match could go yeah i think that's the way it goes I, I look at the situation similar to Tetsuya Naito in the the first time he had that Intercontinental title. And, you know, there's confetti coming down. And he takes that title and he just throws it up in the air. And just <laughs> an absolute just dashly deed right there in himself, in his own right. Um, I, I, I want to see that with Kenta, too, where Kenta... It's not only not just disrespecting the Never Open Championship because it's it's not as prestigious as the Intercontinental Title, but disrespecting New Japan altogether. Every, any way that he can to spit in the face of the New Japan brand is is what I want him to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, he is again, again. This is a guy that was not well received by the fans. He was not well received by a lot of the talent. So he's going to find every single way in, in his power to not just retaliate, not just to make them remember his name, like he said, mm-hmm. but to make that name stick so that every time they look at a wrestling ring, they think of fucking Kenta's name <laughs> and all the, the dashly evil things that he, is, he has done and continues to do. And that includes beating the ever-living shit out of Ishii. And not only that, but Ishii, who is a legit player in his own right, you know, he he's a guy that if you if you leave him lying motionless in the ring, whether it was by yourself or with your boys in the club, that's a statement. Because that's, that's very, that very is much that is no slouch in that <laughs> ring, you know. He's that's one tough son of a bitch too. So, um, I think Ishii is going to hold on to this belt. You can also have Ishii come out and and like I mean we don't know how pissed he is. Mm-hmm. So oh Ishii is going to come out. You know, and, this is and, definitely going to be a strong style of match for yeah. sure. You know, there's going to be a lot of cringeworthy hits for in this match. And then on top of all this, uh, there's one X factor that we haven't mentioned yet, and that's Shibata. Yeah. So we got to see Shibata be physical in the ring with Kenta and the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Does he have the all clear to wrestle now? Is is that the beginning of this? Yeah. Was it just a one off thing? Does he show up at all? To you know, mm-hmm. just to confuse Kenta? That remains to be seen, and I think that's the the biggest thing that excites me about this match. Yeah. No matter how it goes. Is Shibata going to be there? Right. Uh, seventh match. 
This is for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. The champion, Zack Sabre Jr., defends against the ace, if you want to still call him that, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see, like, the the British crowd just, like, give him a taste of his own medicine. Just... And they won't. They'll, they'll, he'll be well-received. Yeah, they won't. He'll definitely be well-received. But uh, for this match, uh, you know, this is this is one of those things where I, I, I kind of hope that it's, you know, it's Rev Pro taking New Japan belts right now and not the other way around. I, I don't really fear too much for the, for Tanahashi winning the belt. Um, I think Zack Sabre Jr. is going to win this match. Uh, and, uh, and hopefully he... Uh, he hurts Tanahashi a little bit. The Gaijin beats up. Uh, Please the tell old me man. how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I love Zack Saber Jr. The only thing I don't care for when it comes to him is uh, like the way New Japan has him pout. Where he like he just comes across as like a big fucking crybaby. Yeah, and. And don't get me wrong, like, at, at the end of the day, if anyone's going to pull it off, it's going to be him. And mm-hmm. he has, because right. when he steps in the ring, he's still that same guy. He's still the the God-style real pro wrestler, mm-hmm. and he will twist you and, and stretch you 90 different ways from Sunday. And whether or not he wins the match, that's a whole other thing. But I can't stand him, like, pouting. Like a a little fucking child. Yeah. It's just, it's like, come on, dude. But uh, despite all that, I I really do, I I agree with you. I hope Tanahashi doesn't come home British heavyweight champion. Um, Not just because he's uh, non-gaijin friendly, but, uh, or, yeah. But uh, also, I, I don't know, to me it doesn't make sense for them to give him the belt on this card. Yeah. So. This is one of those, like... Super matches that it's more for the to get the buzz going. Yeah, yeah. it's Tanahashi. You know, if you know, for a lot of that uh, for that English crowd, you know, you, you probably haven't never seen him live. You, now you'll get, to, now see you'll get him. to see him live. Yeah. But Zack Saber Junior is going to win the keep the belt. That's that's our guess. Um, moving right along to the main events of the evening. <laughs> what a match this one is! What a way to end the show. We have the Rainmaker, the 69th IWGP Heavyweight Champion, defending for the third time in this current reign, uh, Kazuchika Okada, taking on the man who was snubbed from the G1 Climax, but the man that pinned the champion at the last G1 Climax show, Minoru Suzuki. We've seen this match before. We have, absolutely. Never been disappointed. No, never, and we won't. we won't this time either. No. Um. Again, this this could go one of a couple different ways. Do we do we see Okada drop the title to Suzuki? But then my question is, if that happens, where do we go from there? That would be that would be the most interesting and pressing question on my mind. Um, if Okada keeps it, again, where do we go from there? Because Suzuki. You know, him making the statement like, hey, you guys left me out of the G1. I deserve to be in there, and I'm going to fucking prove it to you. 
And then during the final night of the G1, he pins Okada during that tag match. Mm -hmm. Clean, mind you. Right. What better way to 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 put a statement out there? Right. Like I not only did I belong, but I'm capable of winning and beating your heavyweight champion. Um, I don't know if, and I stress if here, if Suzuki wins the title. Realistically, how long do you personally think he holds that title before someone like Okada comes back and takes it? Destruction. Not very long. Not very long? Um, Is it worth it? Is it worth that title title change? No. Uh, I, I don't I don't see Okada dropping the title to, to Suzuki. And if that's the case, then what happens? What happens with this storyline? Because you've had... You, you have him snubbed throughout an entire fucking prestigious tournament he gets his revenge and now he's got a shot at the title mm-hmm. but if he doesn't win where does that take us I don't know I don't know that's a, that's a tough question I, I just know that when it comes to Kazuchika Okada they they ver- and, I, and I'm a huge Okada fan but they very much protect that belt from you know from from, from him losing it and, uh, I mean, to me, Okada's a guy that they're going to run into Wrestle Kingdom with, with that title, whether he drops it or not. Um, I don't know what they have planned for Minoru Suzuki because, you know, he's obviously the leader of Suzuki Goon. He's, he had a great rivalry with Tetsuya Naito. And, you know, he, he had run great runs in Rev Pro as, as champ, too, and, and did great things with the rivalry with Tomohiro Ishii. But uh, when it comes to the heavyweight title, it's ne- like it's almost like he's never been enough for them. Never been champion, heavyweight champion in, right. in, in, in New Japan. He's 51 years old now, too. Keep that in mind. I'm sure that has something to play with it, play with it at this point. I just don't see them giving them that belt. And as far as to answer your question, I just I think they just kind of. And when it comes to Suzuki, sometimes I, I you know if you, if you think about it, there's times where they they've pushed them, and then they almost just take an eraser and just be like, okay, we're starting over, and he goes back to just being Suzuki Goon, or goes back to teaming with Zack Saber Jr. or somebody within the. And group. you know what? Now, now that you bring that up, is this one of those matches where we see Suzuki Goon, you know, show up in full force and just beat the piss out of Okada? What would be really cool is if they did that, and that was like this would be a way to do the fast turnaround. Have you know, as we mentioned with with the. The non clean finishes. If you had a Suzuki Goon beatdown of Okada, and Suzuki essentially steals the championship, wins it legit though, but steals the championship, and therefore you do that quick turnaround with you know him dropping it again at destruction. He gets his revenge technically, but now there's a legit reason to and, and adds more animosity, and adds more heat. And build up for whatever destruction show you you put it on. Okay. I mean, there's there's that possibility, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I just I, I think it's going to be a good match. I think it's going to be definitely a great. I I don't think I know it's going to be a great match, but uh, I don't I really don't see any other result other than Okada 
picking up the victory again. Wow. No matter how you cut it, pretty stacked card for New Japan out in London, first time ever. Yep. Um, they, <laughs> they're going. They're going to continue to have growing pains, but right now, man, they're in a really, really good place. And They've had a hell of a summer, that's for sure. <laughs> man. And now, now you have to look forward to is build up to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Which is a two day spectacle now. I can't wait. Two days, uh, two days in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. <laughs> two days in the Tokyo Dome, but. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that is your New Japan Pro Wrestling RPW Royal Quest Show preview. We hope you take the time uh, to watch this card and and both of those promotions in general. Again, uh, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW will get you 30 free days of New Japan Pro Wrestling World, their official streaming service, where you can watch all kinds of great shit. There's tons and tons of content. And before before I get the age-old gripe, oh, there's... It's all in Japanese. That's fucking horseshit, folks. It's not all in Japanese. There's tons of English con- uh, content on there. So don't let that uh, don't let that dissuade you from signing up. Um, yeah. Again, price is only like eight or nine U.S. bucks a month. Yeah, nine hundred ninety-nine yen. It's going to fluctuate because international currency, sure, yeah. but eight or nine bucks is what's usually what it costs. Yeah. Um, Again, this is taking place Saturday, August 31st at the Copper Box Arena in London, which is Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park. I know it's Labor Day weekend that weekend. Stay home Saturday, August 31st. Uh, we <laughs> stream some stuff. We gave you a reason today for this episode, episode 77. 77. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to give you more reasons in episode 78. 78. So uh, definitely, Ooh, definitely keep that uh, keep that Saturday free. Absolutely. Uh, you're going to be you're going to be busy. You can get tickets over at njpw1972.com. Um, again, I'm pretty sure you can uh, access Rev Pro's on-demand service through Amazon. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. And just search for Ref Pro Wrestling. You can download the app on Amazon. Add it to your Fire Stick if you still have one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, check out some some Ref Pro with the likes of David Starr and Will Ospreay and all kinds of great, great fucking wrestlers. Um, that's gonna do it for this week uh, for us here by at the Twenty by Twenty Ring Crew. Thank you again, always, for listening and supporting. Thank you, Podcoin. You guys have been fucking awesome to us. Um, Thank you so much. And and our devoted listeners on the usual. Thank you guys so, so much. Um, We're going to continue to grow, and we hope you guys keep tuning in. Please check us out. We're on social media, Instagram.com slash 20x20crew. If you want to send us uh, pictures of uh, you going to live events, please. Whether it's at some fucking armory in buttfuck Egypt or uh, or you're at a major show, please. Yeah. I don't care. Send us photos. Let us know what you guys are watching, who you're going to see. Absolutely. Autographs. We love that shit because uh, we love pro wrestling. 
Twitter.com slash 20x20crew. You can hate tweet us there about all kinds of stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm not looking for any particular hate on one subject. Just, hey, I'm sure you got gripes. Gripe at us. <laughs> uh, Facebook.com slash 20x20crew is our uh, official Facebook page. Also, Facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk where you can sit down and talk to Matt and I about all things wrestling and then some. Uh, we try to stay active in there as much as possible. We are very busy people, but uh, we love to talk wrestling. Um, what am I missing? Oh, YouTube. YouTube. Our, our ongoing battle with YouTube. Come you on, know, YouTube. I'm telling you, man. It's it's always For something. being a heel. <laughs> 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube will take you directly to our channel. Please subscribe. We try to upload as much as possible all of our previous content when YouTube allows us to. Trust me, I'm fucking trying, folks. <laughs> uh, there we have exclusive content in the form of the following contest where Matt, Matt and myself book all types of fantasy matches that we would love to see and hopefully you would love to see. Um, you can check all that stuff out there. Actually, since we're talking about that, uh, I... I want to announce that that the following contest is coming back September 2019. You heard it here first, folks. Sweet. Um, that's that's really been that's been my uh, my 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 problem, my fault. Uh, getting <laughs> getting stuff that ready. Uh, it is it is uh, it is because it's been a work in progress. But uh, I definitely that is definitely coming back. September 2019. I'm, I'm uh, always excited. I'm, I, I always, I always, always, always want to pick your brain about all kinds of shit. More lo- details to come. Yeah, I, I love doing it as part of the following contest. What better way to do it? 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube will get you there. There's already some stuff there. Trust me. September, it'll be back. Um, and, of as always... 20x20crew.com our home on the web where you can find all of our past episodes merch all kinds of stuff say hello to our sponsors yeah please visit our sponsors Uh, try to make them happy I guess (laughs) (laughs) in reality yes every little bit helps we love to do the show Uh, you know we pay out of pocket for the show um, hosting and stuff so any little bit helps. Anything we can recoup and, and spend on hosting and, and things like that just to, to keep things Getting free. Get better equipment. Get better equipment. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. This is this is not this is not for something that we're I'm trying to, you know, get rich off of. I just no, no. like to get better equipment for better sounds for you guys and just to make things uh, make life easier and so we can focus more on the product the content <laughs> so that's all that's really all that is yeah that's really all that is so um that'll do it for this week you want to take us home yeah i'll do Please, that take uh, us home. thanks again everybody for 76 amazing episodes thanks for podcoin for all the love and support i've been matt he's been joe you guys have always been fantastic and until next week we will see, see you, you in, in the, the ring, ring.